Welcome to Work is Good, a CSM podcast. My name is Landon Buto, and I host this show with my dad, Chris Buto, the owner and president at CSM. We generally upload a real estate and housing market update uh, combined with a mortgage question on Tuesdays. I'm going to start splitting that up. It'll be a bi-weekly housing market update, and on the in-between weeks, it'll be a mortgage question of the week. Um, So I'll try and make that clear in the title. This week's episode is a mortgage question of the week that we had a few weeks ago, but it's one that I think is really interesting and continues to be relevant. Um, So I hope you enjoy this week's mortgage question of the week. The question is, if you have someone who is a homeowner right now and they are looking at buying and they're considering keeping their home um, instead of selling in order to buy their new home, Keeping it, maybe renting it out. How does so we've we've touched on before in, in some uh, in some videos the debt to income ratio and how that can be a limiting factor. Generally speaking, that's w- one of the main limiting factors in terms of what you can qualify for in terms of what kind of a loan you get. Your overall debt can't be more than fifty percent of the income that your underwriters deem as usable. Right. Is that generally, generally description? Generally true for Fannie Freddie programs, yes. Okay. So, Someone yeah, there's obviously credit. exceptions. Right. And, right. But as a general rule. That's a good general rule. And um, so if that's the case, and you're looking at keeping a house that you have a mortgage on and buying a new house, how does that, how does that debt-to-income ratio then factor in? Yeah, so... Um, so it does. So that's the, kind of the, the short answer for that is it does Like is there a combined in, debt to income ratio? And, or? Well, what they're, what they're doing is debts are, like if you have a car payment or student loan payments, of course, that's easy to calculate, right? It's however $100 a month you're making on that payment gets included in your debts. But on a piece of property that you own that's not the subject property, so the subject property is the property that is the subject of the mortgage you're being underwritten mm-hmm. for. So in this case, you're buying a new place. The subject property has its own. Let's say Woodenville, Washington yeah. is the new property. Yeah. And Duval is the old property. Yeah. And so you're on Woodenville, of course, you're going to have your principal and interest on your mortgage, your taxes, your homeowner's insurance, and all that's going to factor into your debts. But then the departing residence that you're leaving In Duval. also has all of those things as yeah. well. That's right. And so, so you know, the ideal situation is, and this is not everybody for sure, is where you can qualify carrying that departing property is just dead weight, right? No income offset. Um, so that's the ideal situation where you don't need to have a renter in that property. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a rental agreement. In order to qualify. Right, in order to qualify. Because then that's, you know, that's simple. It's just, you know, you're, you're buying a new house. That's one of your debts, but you have enough income to qualify. So you just show them your, your mortgage statement that shows all the, you know, the taxes and insurance and principal and interest, and that gets added in and you're fine. So are you but, saying there, there may be then scenarios where you're, usable income can include rent from your previous yeah, property. Yes, and okay. so that's that's a situation that's you know more likely for a lot of people is most most people can't afford that. to carry two properties dead weight. And so then you typically have to have a rental agreement signed and a security deposit deposited. Okay. Um, in order so to use that income. In, in order to use that income and then that income is an offset against that mortgage payment. So if you have if you have that situation where you're looking at buying, you just have to start lining and, and you needed that income yeah. to qualify. You just have to start lining up your your renters, get that all taken care of. Start lining up your renters, 
and then go get underwritten for your new mortgage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Great. Um, real quick, I mean, we're at our three minutes, but why not do that? Like, what, what are, uh, is there any obvious reason not to do that if, if not like to, you can? Not to retain the existing yeah, property if, and buy the new one? Like, if you can offset the mortgage by the rent effectively, so you're not adding more payments, so, uh, you know, you get at, at the very worst case scenario, they even out. So your old mortgage you're keeping, but then you offset it with the rent you're getting or close. Why not do that? Yeah, I mean, just different people just have different risk tolerances, yeah. right? You know, and different, um, also just appetites for real estate as an investment management, because, management, yeah, you got to manage yeah. the real estate, you've yeah. got the risk associated with damage to the property, you've got the risk associated with renters, you know, getting into the property, yeah. and, you know, you've definitely heard horror stories, you yeah. know, and so, I mean, rental, you know, you can, I think you can certainly be a, a real estate investor prudently and yeah. take precautions and minimize those exposures, you can never minimize, you know, you can never eliminate the exposure of, you know, different elements of owning real estate, right? Property values go down, rental values go down. I mean, that, those are risks, but I think generally they go up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's not a bad approach. Okay. Um, the, the other main impact there is, you know, a lot of times when you're buying a new house, people use the equity of the old house in order to right. invest in the new house. And that can yeah. be the biggest challenge is that you're you're leaving that equity parked in the right. house, and it's hard to get yeah. to. Um, yep. So that can be the biggest challenge. But as I mean, there are solutions of maybe refinance that and, and use some of that equity potentially. But by the time but you're your ready to do that, well, well, that's also no longer going to be a primary residence, right? If you refinance this property, you have to say you're going to occupy it as a primary for a year. Otherwise, you're refinancing it as an investment property, and that's likely going to drive your cost of money significantly. Then it gets out. less practical. Yeah. Makes sense. So. Great. Well, more to talk about there, but it's helpful for now. Thanks for listening to Work is Good. If you enjoyed it, share it with someone else, leave a review, and listen next week.